put everything down. And one of the questions they asked the was, what was the difference between the Rebbe Desher, the Fidik Rebbe, and other Tzadikim? And the Rebbe answered them that the Fidik Rebbe, every Indian that was of concern to Jews was his primary concern. There was no such thing as having agendas, certain issues. If it was a Jewish issue, it was his. As opposed to other Gedele Yisrael that have one issue or two issues or three issues. So the Rebbe said, Ich habe gesagt, I told it to them and they wrote it down and they walked out with the Rebbe on paper. Papir didn't touch them. Anyway, so there's no, like I said, in the mind of Atatitzava, the Rebbe makes this point that the Chilish Rebbe Shantiv was the revelation of the Indian of, of a Rebbe, Nasi Israel, who's a leader. And it's, it's, it's really. Based as the Pichas Menachem Alter, the previous Gedereb. Um, was uh, he had had a very deep respect for the Rebbe. Um, he visited the Rebbe many, many, many times. You say as many as 26 visits. He was here constantly. And frequently he would mamish sneak in and out of 770. Sometimes he came with an entourage and there was pictures with tapes talking as being. He would literally sneak into 770, talk to the for an hour and disappear. No one knew he came and he went. The first time he was here was Tav Shin Chavav, 1966. It's a long time ago, Tav Shin and he walked out of the Rebbe. He was a relative young man. How old the Pichas Menachem was then? I mean, he passed away about 10 years ago. He was in the 70s. You're talking now uh, 30 years before that. And he said, now, Lubavitchers would be, would be very nervous that I'm repeating it, but a bit of seichel, the dehel is a richtike. He says, er veis er ken a ribe gen he says he is a tzaddik. The other tzaddik but he can go through the world. My father was able to go through the world. He can go through the world. Now you're going to start getting upset that I'm even telling the story that compares the Rebbe to the previous Gedet of Amatchav Ged. Okay, but the point is that the head is a tifer. Wasn't just a holy man and a scholarly man. He was a smart man. And there are a few comments he made about the Rebbe that enlightened his. He got it. It's astounding. He understood what the Rebbe was doing. He, he didn't get misfall from the fact that the Rebbe speaks on the radio. Oh, he's modern. He talked to the Rebbe. He knew the Rebbe. But that is the head. He got it. This is a person who's holy, but so holy that he's holy enough to conquer even the world. Not, he's less holy, so he's making compromises to, to, to accommodate the world. As many people interpret. As does the head. It, he got this point that to do what the Rebbe does, what the Rebbe did, is not a matter of being modern. It's a matter of being so powerful, so powerful in your conviction for Emmis, that you can put Emmis into Shekhet. It's, it's a very sensitive that head. It's a, it, when I read that comment of the Pichas Menachem and the Chlav, we know how he respected the Rebbe. It, 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 to more than anything else, it, it told me who he was. As Editas Fashtana. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's a whole other situation. And we, we, we have a problem with the Rebbe and modernists. Here's the Rebbe, and here he's wasting his time talking to reporters, to politicians. 
that's the tzaddik. This is, I, I think I told this to you once, I had a, a conversation with a boy, a young man, who, who, has, who has different influences, not just Lubavitch influences. And he comes to me one day, he's unsettled. And he says to me that a rabbi, a very, very hush of a yid who's gathered pretty close to Lubavitch, says to him, have you ever seen a real tzaddik? He's never seen a real tzaddik. He came to Lubavitch many, many years after Gimel Thomas. He says, come, I'll take you to this, and this place of the rise and name is a tzaddik. You'll see a tzaddik, you're about to serve the Ebishtah. And he came to me with a question, essentially. He said, what about the Lubavitch? I said, you don't have to. Free country. Can somebody else? I wanted to I said to him your path is before you nobody is choosing a life for you nobody can choose a life for you no one has a right to choose a life for you but I, I said to him I want you to understand the difference between the word tzaddik and the word Reb and I said to him I want you to know the Reb is not a tzaddik a nishka tzaddik what do you mean he's not a tzaddik wasn't a tzaddik I said a tzaddik certainly as we use the word is defined by his holiness Holiness by definition means his exaltedness, his aloofness. He's above it all. The Rebbe is not a tzaddik at all. The Rebbe is so here. He's so much reality, so much the world. If a tzaddik means one who is removed from the world, he isn't a tzaddik at all. That's the truth. It is the emiss. But for us, sometimes we forgot that this is not less of a tzaddik. This is more of a tzaddik. You understand what I'm saying? And my point, and then I, whatever, I gave him a whole lecture on the idea that a Rebbe is not somebody you go to for inspiration. A Rebbe is somebody you go to for a calling, for a direction, for a mission. Chassidim went to a Rebbe, the Rebbe should tell him what to do. Not what to do about buying an apartment, but do about their whole life. Why is my neshama in this world? And I said, you can't have two Rebbe's. You can have a thousand tzaddikim. But a Rebbe that you go to, who's manigador, the leader of the generation. Leader of the generation means you follow him. You can't mess around with him. I, I was very sensitive. I said, you should know, you have the freedom to go any place. But it's not going to, if you're going to try and be chati, chati, you can't be half a Lubavitcher. Because the, the connection between a chassid and the Rebbe is not simply that because the Rebbe is holy, I draw his energy. Because the Rebbe is wise, I follow his customs. The Rebbe tells me my mission in this world. I don't choose my mission. He chooses my mission for me. And I may have other plans. I may have another agenda. I may have another idea of how I'm going to come close to the Eivishnet. And the Rebbe says, no. You want to come close to the Eivishnet in this way? You should have been born 100 years ago. You should have been born 200 years ago. Today, you start of you want to go to the Eivishnet? Be Makar of another Jew. You can't mess around with that. There's no, there's no place for, for, for having a little bit of this, a little bit of this. Because it, it's another concept. It's another concept. We don't go to a Rebbe for inspiration. We go for a Rebbe's direction. And the Fetish, he may take us where we don't want to go. And a Chassid follows. And a non-Chassid doesn't follow. You don't have to be a Chassid. But you can't be half Chassid. You understand? Anyway, I'm excited enough. You know.
Okay. Today, for the purposes of the tape recorder, today is Sunday, Vav Shvat. And we're learning our Yemen. Please pass around the copies. There's, there's, there's more copies than there are people here. Sorry? No, keep it in today. The Sikha you can keep. I, I, I learned whatever I was going to learn the Sikha I learned with you already. Please pass these around. Just send the whole stack along. Okay. We're going to begin. Yeah, one page. Chavez Kislev. That's this one right here. It's on page Hey. It's on page Hey. Chavez Kislev. Now, the Baisai. Um, as you know, we're learning Hayyim on Sunday with God's help. And last week we finished Chav Kislev. We also did Chaval of Kislev. We spoke about Mishnayis Balpeh. We also spoke about the Indian of learning Hasidus. Now I'm reading the next one. Yehim Shlishi Chavez Kislev Adav Shem Gimel Shiurim Chumish Vayeshev Shlishi Perish Rashi Tilim Kovav Kozayin Tanya Af Vayedei Es Hashem Vagemer Amak Yiratzon. Now I'm reading the passage. Okay, I'm reading the passage right here. Chavez Kislev right over here. Takanes create Yedushet Admar Shlita Amongst the Takanes, the enactments of the Rebbe This means the free Yedike Rebbe This was written in 1943 Let's say each morning after davening V'gam b'shabit v'yomtiv V'shashan of Yom Kippurim As well as Shabbos v'yomtiv V'shashan of Yom Kippur Tehillim To recite Tehillim as it was divided up into the days of the month. And after you say Tilim, if you said Tilim on a minion, you should say a Kaddish. And a month which has only 29 days. So on the 29th day of the month, you say a you say the 29th and the 30th Shir of Tilim, so that each month you finish the whole Tilim. This is a Takana of the Now, the truth of the matter is that the Indian of saying Tilim is not new. The Friedekerebbe did not introduce the saying Tilim. In fact, way before the Friedekerebbe, in many, many printed Tilim, before the Friedekerebbe was born, the Tilim had already been divided. The Friedekerebbe didn't divide up the Tilim. Nobody knows for sure who divided up the Tilim. I heard some people that say it was the Shalah. My father always says, the Shalah, all the talking a lot, but taking a little sure, taking off from Shalah. But the, the union of saying Tillim is ancient. Jews always said Tillim. The, the division of Tillim, there, there are several divisions of Tillim. Essentially, there were three. There's the division of Tillim into five Svarim. There's the division of Tillim into seven days. And there are many Jews who do that as well. And there's the division of Tillim into, into 30 days. Today, there are Jews who also divide the Tillim into 30 days, but they say every day five Kapitlach. This is a new thing. But this doesn't say in Svarim. The Friedrich Rabbah said that you should say Tillim as it's been divided. The whole Takon of the Friedrich Rabbah was that people should follow what's already written in the Tillim. In other words, Jews said Tillim, but not everybody said Tillim. Special Jews said Tillim. And to be sure, we've spoken about this many times over the years. We've gotten too sophisticated for saying Tillim. In the old days, <laughs> you didn't get up in the morning to say Tillim. In every shtetle in Eastern Europe, you had Jews, many of whom were simple. Truly, they, they didn't know anything. They had no concept, as they say in Yiddish, of the Schwarzer Pintelach, of the small letters. They didn't understand the intricacies of Tehran. But they got up four in the morning, five in the morning, six in the morning, and they said Tillim. 
Some said the whole tilim every day. Some said one safer to tilim every day. Some said one yoyim of tilim every day. And some said tilim many times. There's a story in the back of the tilim, which I've shared with you many times, that the Valshemtiv once saw Lamaila in heaven on high a gezeira, a terrible decree about a particular city. A terrible decree it was Mamash, it was a gezeira's cloy. They were going to be annihilated. And he, he, he got together the tzaddikim, the Marchen his his holy associates, and they were metachas eta, how they could be mavatal, how they destroyed this gezeira. And they were thinking of different ways that they could affect on heaven to remove this gezeira. And they couldn't, they were not able to do it. Went to heaven. He tried to find a way of resolving this, and he couldn't. He couldn't. As he was coming back, he came to one heichel, to a chamber, which was especially illuminated. And he asked, "To whom does this heichel belong?" It belongs to Ayid of Amalacha, a simple, what we would call today a peasant, who said tilim five times every day. But he was so ignorant, he would say tilim in the middle of his work. He said tilim, and Abi Allah, he's not allowed to say tilim. You weren't allowed. But he didn't know. He said tilim. He was, he was cleaning the manure of his horses and saying tilim. He, he, he said tilim, he said tilim five times a day. And the Baal went, and he found this person. He was alive, a physical man, and physical earth, he found him. And the Baal says to him, do you know the power of your Amiras tilim? He says, I'm I'm, 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 I'm a coachman. I'm a coachman. I'm a nobody. If you knew that your tilim had the power to save Jews, would you would you agree to give up that chus to save the Jewish people's lives? He said, absolutely. The Bashemtiv and the Marchen Abkahos couldn't take away the Gzedim. And a Yid who said tilim, you're not allowed to say tilim. But he said it with his whole heart and his whole soul, was able to revive like Zayda did the Balshemtiv and the Mordchen Abkhaz couldn't think about it. This is the Schuss of Amidas Tilim. The Tzemach Tzadik used to call it the Kais Yeshua is from David Amalek. Kais Yeshua is Esa. Kais Yeshua is the cup of salvation of King David. The Kais Yeshua is that the Rebbe said the Fitzhazen Ayam Yem and another Ayam Yem. If people knew the power of saying Tilim, how you Oymir may say Bechal Eis, we say Tilim constantly. The power of saying Tilim is unbelievable. And in the old Shtetl, I've spoken about it over the years, it was a part of life. Yidin said Tilim. It was an institutional thing. It was, if a Yid had free time, today we talk Russian harder or politics or whatever, fixing the whole world. Opinions on the tsunami, in the old times you had free time, you said Tilim. I, I told you this, I knew what you, I know what you, listen, be well. A nice, fine fellow, he's a middle-aged man. He's a guy like me. But he, he has a yishahad. And when he's bored, he says he gets up in the middle of the night, he cannot sleep, whatever reasons he has insomnia. Um, so he says Tilim. <laughs> he says Tilim. He could say it in a day, Tilim, two or three times. But Yidin Amolek this was just the main, it was a part of Jewish life. You say Tilim. Now, when you say Tilim, by definition, you don't know what the words mean. You're reading words, but they're holy words. They're the poetry, they're the songs of David HaMelech, the Ims and Yisrael. And the power of the oysters of Tilim are extraordinary, very, very special. There's a story which I've shared with you also many times. That in Tafresh Mem Ches, Tafresh Mem Ches is 1887. It's a long 
time ago, 1887, so it's almost 120 years ago. The Rebbe Rashab was a officially appointed the Gabbai of the Chavar Kadisha in Lubavitch. In Lubavitch, the Rebbe, the Nasi of each generation was the official Gabbai, the official Gabbai, the official um, secretary, one in charge of the Chavar Kadisha. It was an honorary position. And in the old country, there had many traditions, many customs, which have all been wiped away in Nebuch. And the, one of the traditions was that the position of Gabbai was very honorable. When somebody was appointed Gabbai, it was a whole ceremony, a whole celebration. And the whole city would come out on Shmini Atzeres, and they would march to the streets with candles, I guess it wasn't Shabbos, and they would take, they would go to the house of the Gabbai, and the Gabbai would make a Kiddush. This was the tradition. Whenever a new Gabbai was appointed, it was a celebration. So the Rebbe Rashab made a Kiddush, and Lubavitch came. Now, Lubavitch had a lot of Jews who were very simple. They were not Chassidim. They were simple, simple Yidin. They were not... They, all, they lived, they were Lubavitchers in the geographical sense of the word, but they were pushed in. They come to the Rebbe's house, and the Rebbe's going to say Chassidus. The Rebbe Rashab is going to say Chassidus. And they figure they're not going to understand the word. The Rebbe is going to say Chassidus can be way over their head, but listen, they never came to Chassidus. They were not Chayachas. They, they didn't know Chumish. They're going to come to Chassidus. But this was the Lubavitcher event, not the Lubavitcher Chassidus event, a Lubavitcher Shtetl event. So they were all there. And the Rebbe said a Maimir, in a Baruch It's a famous and he spoke to the Lubavitch attacker. They understood every word. The whole Maimah was brought down to their level. And it brought out the advantage of simple Jews. The idea that the foot has a greater capacity for self-sacrifice than the head does. It's a very famous idea. The source of it is this Maimah. And they were so excited. They were so inspired. That the Rebbe spoke to them. He didn't speak in the higher worlds. But the Maimah was very powerful. The Rebbe Rashab spoke about Mercedes Nefer and approaching God without your mind just with your heart and your soul and so on and after he finished he said that we're approaching a new era he said this is a, almost 120 years ago that we cannot afford to approach the with our minds and if we do our end is going to be bitter and he was unfortunately very correct so after he said the Maimed and he made the statement one of the Lubavitch Yidin one of the locals stood up and he said Gabai he said, Gabbai, he called it ever the Gabbai. We're ready for Mesidus Nefesh. What should we do? Tell us what to do, we'll do it. So the Rebbe told them to establish these things that they should say till them in the morning and that they should learn and they should go to Shul here and Yankiv. All the old traditions that the simple villagers who knew nothing except farming did that made them Jewish. And the Rebbe describes how over the next several decades Lubavitch flourished. You get up in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning the Shuls were full of Yidin saying Tillim. And the, the, the Tillim Tillim is an Ashama art. It, it can't be explained. It, it's, a, it's a language of the soul. It's like music. Because you don't understand what you're saying. You want to study Tillim. <laughs> That's not the idea. Tillim is supposed to say and it comes straight from the heart. I've told you many times this story. I love this story. It's not a story about Tillim, but it is a story about Tillim. Rabbi Echanan and Gordon, who passed away 35 years ago, I, 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 don't, even, I don't know him, I never knew him. Uh, yeah, 35 years ago. Mr. you're a young lady. Yeah, 35, almost 35 years ago. Yeah, yeah, 35 years ago. Is it 35 years ago? Yeah, yeah, more than 35 years ago. 
36 years ago. Rabbi Yechanan Gordon was a chassid a smart man, a feilich man, a kind man. Really, Bemis. He was a real chassid. Rabbi Yechanan had a shir that went on for decades, for 20 or 30 years or more, here in America, where the average age of the participant was about 83. <laughs> the youngest people were their 70s, the oldest people were pushing 100. And they were all either American Jews or they had come over as children from the old country, had worked hard their whole lives, and had the Siddhas Nefesh. And you have to understand, Shabbos in America before the war was Mamish Mesidus Nefesh. They were from a Yidin who had given everything to be Jewish here in America, but they were absolutely unlearned. They knew nothing. Go if you can. They knew nothing. And Rabbi Yechanan learned with the Medrash. Over the course of the decades, they finished the Medrash several times. The whole Medrash Shrava, the whole Medrash Tachuba, the whole Yakish way, and they started over. They learned Medrash. Which is interesting to think to learn in itself. There was a in this group who davened very passionately with Givalta Kahaz. He was very, he was a sweet Yid, he davened with his heart. But he didn't know a word of Hebrew. He was davening with such sweetness and he had no idea what he said. He never a clue. He had no idea what the, he didn't know my daddy means. He didn't know anything. So Rabbi Yechanan asks him once, read Davin Stazei Gishmak. How do you daven with such sweetness? You, don't, you, have, you have no idea what you're saying. He said, Vastaf, Vastaf, Yech Pirish Hamilis, Adavet Ralein is Milazazis. Why do I need to know what the word means? The words are just so sweet. The words are sweet. <laughs> this is Tillam. Tillam, you don't say for the intellectual Kavanah. Tillam is, is the language of the heart. The Tzemach Tzedek once said, it's brought in Sfarim. Tzemach Tzedek, the great Tzemach Tzedek, yeah, Tzemach Tzedek, said, Ich can out. I can do everything. Even to say a capital tillum with tears. In other words, say a capital tillum not with the interpretations and the meditations. Mum is like a push to yid. So Machtadik could say a capital tillum six hours. One capital until the Gisim Tirani would cry for hours. In other words, not the, the depth of tillum, the scholarship of tillum, the neshama of tillum. There's a story about it which printed in the Sefer and the Gunim. The Tamachadik was saying tillum. He was sitting in the circle and saying tillum. And he was saying tillum at Nats and the He was saying tillum. He wasn't studying tillum, wasn't praying. He was saying tillum. Like Pash, he didn't say tillum. And the Chsidim wanted to hear of the Haruf Gidrapet. They climbed up the walls of the sukkah and they hung over the schach to hear the Tamachadik saying tillum. And they heard one Pasuk, the Eni Hashem Kiti. And there's a Tznuah, the Chsidim sing how the Tamachadik said that one Pasuk. And they were finally getting comfortable up there on the roof. And the Rebbe came by, Tzemachetik's Rebbe, Tzemachetik's wife. And she screamed at them, Came on the Yerba Yidzak, Tillim, you never saw what you say, Tillim, leave him alone, get out of here. So they left. But they heard this one part, Came on the Yerba Yidzak, Tillim, the Tzemachetik's Rebbe, and said, You never saw Yid say Tillim. The Tzemachetik's Rebbe also said Tillim a lot. And the Tzemachetik used to say, Yechalt for near Tillim. Tillim is very precious. She is the Emes Abbas Tamachachim. She is the true, in the middle of Abbas Tamachachim, the true daughter of Tamachachim. Whenever the Tzemach Tzedek had difficulties, he would go into his rabbis and his Zot from in a Tillim. He would say to his wife, say from his Zot from in a Tillim, the Tzemach Tzedek's rabbis. And I told you once, this is not such a pleasant story, but it's still cute. 
Maril, one of her sons, she was a big god. So she said to him once, I don't understand, I say so much Tillam, how come I haven't memorized the Tillam by heart yet? So he tells her, because every time you say it, you say it with new mistakes. And the Tzemach was very upset. Tzemach was very, very upset. And he called him and he made him go apologize. But the Tzemach had tremendous, tremendous appreciation for his rabbis. And then whenever he had trouble, he would say, he would go in the Zuck, but Tzemach went to Peterburg in Tafresh Gimel in 1843, the famous meeting, which was, Tzemach took Tachrichim, Tzemach took Shrouds with him. He expected to be Mamish he expected not to come back alive. So one of his sons said to him, the Shrek, the Mamish, you're fighting our mother. And he said, there will be those of Shrek. I want her to be afraid. I want her to daven for me. She's the true Bas But Tillim, the art of saying Tillim is Pshitos. It's not about the meaning of the words and the interpretations. It's about Tillim. The Kais Yeshua is the Dovid Amalek. It's called the Cup of Salvation of Amalek. And there's a, a Gemara that it says, and the Rebbe spoke about this many times, that Dovid Amalek is Gibetan. Dovid Amalek daven and achieved. That a Yid who says Tilim should get credit as though he were learning the deepest topics in Torah, the going for all the most complicated, the most incomprehensible aspects of Torah. A person has in saying Tilim, and not long what the words mean, the same schar, the same achievement as one who learns the most advanced and deepest aspects in Torah. So the Rebbe said once that Tilim has every mile, has the mile of Tefillah, has the mile of Torah. Every mile you have an Amir is Tillim. And you didn't say Tillim. Unfortunately, like I said, we're too sophisticated for saying Tillim. If you have a half an hour, we're going to block your mother. It's a good thing. But the Indian of saying Tillim, walking in the street saying Tillim, sitting on a bus saying Tillim, for no particular reason, for the most part, you don't find a lot of people who do it. I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I, I don't say extra Tillim. But there are Yidin who do. And in the old days, it was a basic part of life. It was a part of the institution of the Jewish temple. The Yidin saying Tillim. So Tillim is not new. The recital of Tillim is a new. Even Shiyurim is saying Tillim. The fixed means of saying Tillim is also not new. And yet the Fidik Rebbe enacted and introduced Tillim. Tillim is the first of the three legs of Chitas. Chumish, Tillim, Tanya. Chumish and Tanya were added in America. In Toshin Gimel, he introduced Chitas. But Tillim, he started 17 years before, 16 years before. In 1927, we've done this many times. The year was arrested. The Fidik was arrested in Pezayim. And... When he went to jail, the Philippines was arrested, went to jail, they ransacked his room, they made a churban out of his house. Mamish, they just, just disrespected him for the sake of disrespecting him. And they overlooked a piece of paper that was sitting on his standard in his office. It was a piece of paper, and they overlooked it. And believe me, it was a lot more than overlooked. That paper had to stay there, so it stayed there. It's an amazing thing that they didn't touch it. And I've done this page with you many times. If you have a tillim handy, if you have a sitter with a tillim, we've done this a bunch of times. I'll tell you what page it's on. I'll read it with you inside. It's page 211 in the regular Siddur. 211 in the Tillam, I guess it is. 
have it in the tillum. But you need to have good eyes for this one. <laughs> you found it in us. Oh? oh no, no, it's not in the middle of the tillum. It's in the back of the tillum. Okay, give me. Okay, let me see what you have. Yes, yeah, it should be 211 in there. It's page 721. 721. Right. So on the footnote there, there's an there's a indented paragraph. The last paragraph on the page, you see it says, Head Sidim. When the Friedrich Rebbe was arrested, they went into his office and they found, you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow my glasses. They cannot hear me. Okay. No, no. Let my eyes lang. Gesundheit wird verändert. Und noch länger. So I said, "Just head This is what they found in his in his stender when he went away to his incarceration. And it was a nest that he came back, as you all know. Head chidim. Listen chidim. And all Jews who hope for Mashiach. Give in my nomen, give over my name. All chidim of their wealth, all over the world as that I have instructed and commanded. As in they should each day after Shachas, Shabbat Eichen call and cooling Shabbos, Zogin to Hillim to say a measure of Tilim. That the Hillim is to tell as the Tillim has been divided according to the days of the month. They should say it with a minion. And then say Kaddish. Says Rabbi Allah Mark mentioned all Mark people, simple Jews, market Jews, Geshef like business people, but they're not Hamish, they're Hamish people. So in gaining Shul Davin, and he's talking in Russia, it was dangerous to do, to go to Shul to Davin. And stay in Shul where they learn in Yankiv. Another tradition which is lost. Have you ever seen a Shir in Yankiv? People should sit around and learn that God of Sashas. In the olden days, everybody learned in Yankiv. It was a part of Enyankov destroyed the Gemara. And they didn't sit and, and spin their thumb. They told one story. They just read the Gemara. I, the stories are strange and hard to understand and weird. Look, like it's Kata. They would sit and learn Enyankov. This was how you were in the olden times. So they give us Huh? Either, I'm sorry? You found a special Jew. <laughs> we need more special Jews. But to learn in Yankiv, I'm all excited in every shul, in every shtetl, every day. Somebody read in Yankiv. People would stand around. People would stand. You know why they stand? Because they would sit down, they'd fall asleep. From the Shlopin Stein, they would stand sleeping. But they stood by the in Yankiv, finished, in the Shabbat Jazz. People worked very hard in the old days. You didn't sit in an office. Commanding. When you should say, 
out of love for a fellow Jew and the benefit of all Jewish people I'm requesting that they should do this and say to Hashem should give us a lucky year spiritually and materially we should merit a perfect and whole and peaceful this is the text this settle was found on the table and the rabbi did Tzvinik at his table when they took him away when he was released from prison ten months before he was arrested he felt he was afraid of 27 he, he felt not a good energy the Tzvinik Rebbe was a tzaddik and he was afraid he was a very afraid he was very afraid of the year Pesach he knew something not good was going to happen I wasn't even thinking that it would be to me I was thinking about Hasidim and he said he said, till I gave the instruction to say Tillam, I was having a very hard time. And evidently, when the Rebbe introduced to saying Tillam, spiritually he was having an easier time. So the Balachayim said to him, when do you talk about Tillam? He said, Simchas Teda. Simchas Teda, which is what, eight months before he was arrested, the Tillam came a bad year to say Tillam. Of course, he didn't say what he was concerned about that's the thing about being a tzaddik you know but you can't reveal but he, he begged him he said say till him say till him it's good for everybody it's good for me it's good for you for everybody and this is the beginning of the Tachon of Chitas I've told you a number of times that that year Pezayin by Tchiyas the Rebbe said the Fidike was Masada the Tchiyas he didn't blow the Shaifa but he would he, the eight days through he did the Shaifa so when he started to say the Tchiyas the beginning of Tchiyas is Lamatech and he screamed, I said Salam Nasech. Sets is a Russian word that means heart. heart. And in Russian, it's a, it means it's, a, it's an illusion of affection, of love. And Chsidim knew that three quarters of a century before, the Tzemach Tzedek screamed, I said Salam Nasech. That was Tafresh Gimel. And that year, Tzemach Tzedek almost lost his life. The impetible. So Chsidim knew from Rosh Hashanah, when they heard that I said Salam Nasech, Chsidim understood that there was going to be a very difficult year. Right away, they knew Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe said later that during the Maimed of Rosh Hashanah, he suddenly started to talk about Hashkocha Pratis, the Kondashit Sabal Shemtiv. He wasn't planning to talk about it. It's not even in the Maimed, which is published. It's not even there. In the middle of the Maimed, he started talking about Hashkocha Pratis. And he said later that if not for the fact that in Rosh Hashanah he spoke about Hashkocha Pratis, he would never have been able to survive the arrest. This is what he told Ixidim. But he, he, his solution to the troubles of that year was the Koyish Yeshua is from David al-Melech the cup of salvation saying to him and this became a takon of the Rabbeim of the Rebbe the Fidik Rebbe to say to him it's a part of Chitas and the root of it is Pezayin I mean you think about where it comes from you appreciate how significant it is the important thing is of course the most important thing is to do what we're told we're told to say to him we have to say to him but to appreciate it's also good to appreciate the value of saying to him to him is, is it, it's part of Jewish history, Jewish blood, Jewish tears is Tillim. And not, like I said, studying the Tillim, but experiencing the holiness of Tillim. And you didn't always say Tillim. It's a good thing, like I said, we're Lubavitcher Hopefully, we have enough wisdom to do what we're told, so we, we say Chitas. But not just to say Chitas, to appreciate the Indian of Amiras Tillim, the idea of saying Tillim. And saying Tillim emotionally. I once heard a very interesting thing. Um, the Rebbe said Tillim slower than the Minyan I didn't know the 
gets till after he gets more Thomas. The Rebbe says till more than the minion. The Rebbe would leave the shul after Tillim, which took an hour and a half. It took him another half an hour to finish, which is very interesting to me. Who made the decision to rush Tillim, even though the Rebbe was always behind Vesiknish? But this is the fact. So I heard once from somebody that in the very first years, like 51 or 52, or 52, you bathe the Gimel, they after Maidim, the Yom Kippur, the Rebbe always stayed in Shul to Tillim. The minion finished. And the Rebbe didn't finish. So the Rebbe turned around and he asked if somebody else should go over to Tillim and continue saying Tillim. And it was like weird. They just finished saying Tillim. So nobody went over to the Yomits. So the Rebbe went over to the Yomits. And the Rebbe finished Tillim by the Yomits. And it took him three hours. He said it with Bechiyat Merois. The Rebbe said Tillim with Azorcha Tred and such tears, such crying, such emotion. <laughs> you understand? The Rebbe wanted somebody else to be the Chav. And nobody would do it. So he went himself. But when the Rebbe, he started, the Rebbe said Tillim as the Chav, he said Tillim from the Nishomit. And there are people who remember that event. I mean, this is way before I was born. Most of us were not born yet. But the Christ Yeshua says that Tillim. I think it was Yud Beis, but I'm not sure. Either 52 or 53, one of those years. But the point is, when the Rebbeim said Tillim, it wasn't about what the words mean. It was about Tillim. <laughs> it was about Tillim. Even the Rebbeim, the Rebbe doesn't know the translation of the words. The Rebbe doesn't know all the commentaries and Tillim. But Tillim is not even prayer. Tillim is Nishab. Tillim is Yiddish Tredim. Tillim is Yiddish alive. It's Yiddish survival. Okay, so we'll, we'll continue next week in Mitzvah Hashem.